Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new premiere episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. If you don't already know by now, my name is Joe Ramirez and I've been gone for the last few weeks, but today I am back. So the group is at full power. Today we got a great episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about Luigi's Mansion 3 and Hideo Kojima making movies. And also first thoughts on Death Stranding. So sit back and enjoy the show. Third Party Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Sparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Third Party Controller Podcast. And as you already know, the prodigal son has returned. The man, the mystery, the legend. Man of the hour, the tower of power, the main event, the showstopper. The particle son. It is I. Joe freaking Ramirez. Welcome back, sir. <laughs> What you call What's him? up, guys? Joe freaking Ramirez. Oh, I thought you said Joe raping Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, no. What's up, guys? Glad Yo. to be back. What have, you, what have you been doing? Uh, Just you know, family stuff mainly. Like a lot of, just been, I've been pretty busy. Yeah. Lately. Um, just some family stuff going on, but nothing crazy. Life's going on. Yeah, life basically. But I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this. So let's do this. And like always, Beto, what's up, fool? Where you going, fool? To my pad, fool. For reals, fool? Nah, fool. I'm going to the store, fool. What's up? For real, going to the store, that's fucked up. For reals, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. Damn, fool. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. I finished uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 recently. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. I is one of them, like I said last week, I think, is one of the more fun titles I had I played in a, this year, really. Um, there's. See, I'm like, I'm thinking more at, towards the end where I got frustrated some things. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like, it. it I feel like I'm thinking negatively about the game, but it's actually when I think back at it, it's actually a really good game. Yeah, like one of the better. Like, it's not my game of the year, but it's definitely one of the better games that I played. Um, just like Nintendo has that that same formula. Yeah, boss battles they have that sequence uh-huh. of uh fucking of uh three hits kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, some, yeah. like that's the three hits, but like whatever in between, like. Say a boss has like he has a sequence of attacks, mm-hmm. and then all you all you gotta do is just avoid him sometimes. And I'm just like fuck, if you die, you have to start all over. I'm just like I don't want to fucking do this again. Yeah, that's the only like like little thing that so far that I fucking really hated, just because like I would fuck up, I'd die, and just having to like the first couple of sequences having to do that over and over again. Yeah, I'm just like fuck, man. I just it's, it gets annoying after a while. Um. I was going to say, for me, it was kind of easy in the beginning until they introduced, once they introduced the bone that the Polter Pup would use to, like, revive you. They use it? 
Um, no, like that, that was when I was like, Oh, it hasn't been even that hard. So, you know, I'm not going to have to, you know, use this. And then you fight a boss right away. And I was like, Oh shit. Now it's getting difficult. That's when the the difficulty ramps up. Yeah. I try not to use it just because like that. I know bitch, but, uh, I never did. No, but like I, I, there were some times where like I could have used it just to get past it because I, it just got annoying. Uh But, um. I just stick with it. I just never really used, wanted to use it, but uh, yeah, dude, it was it was it was it was fun. I fucking liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Just like the little little uh, Easter eggs here and there that you'll see. Um, another thing that not just Nintendo does, and I'm talking negatively, which is not a bad game, but a lot of games do this where they fucking. I feel like. They send you on this like fetch quest kind of thing, and I feel like they did it a little too much in this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the uh, when they throw a bunch of like weak enemies at you and with like a a brute behind them, yeah, shit like that. Like every game does that. I'm just like fuck, dude. It's, like, I feel like I'm I don't know what the, what you could do, but like there should be something new to, to be doing that because that's been that's been. Something they've been doing since forever. Like that, that's a similar formula. Yeah, it's just like yeah. it gets annoying. It gets old just having to, having to, uh, fight off the little guys so you can fucking beat the, the bigger guys that aren't hard to beat, mm-hmm. but they just make it kind of more, not hard, but just more annoying to try to like maneuver your way around, like from not getting hit from a, uh, by the by the brutes, pretty much. It's just, it's it's really small, but it. I feel like the in this game, they kind of did it a little too much. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. But for for the other than that, it was a fucking fun game. I liked it a lot. I was gonna say yeah. like you're not. It's not that common for you to beat something as quickly as yeah. you beat Luigi's Mansion. Like not saying that you don't, but yeah, when, there's be, moments I, where I think it's honestly this is the first game I've beat this year. Yeah, really Maybe second. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you do beat something like pretty quickly, it's just that it, it like in it enjoy like you get into it. There's something about it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was like I'm uh, it's just like the little things that I felt were were just kind of I don't know like <clears throat> went to the well a bit too much. But it's uh, if you if you're a Luigi's Mansion fan, you're gonna fucking have fun with it. Like I enjoyed it a lot. Other than those little things, the, yeah. Still, the use of of Guiji was like I really. Uh, that's something that I, I still really enjoyed. Yeah. I like I like how they they kind of forced you to use them because like certain certain uh, puzzles and stuff that you have to use them. Like, and you kind of forget that you have to use them, and then you're like, "Fuck, why can't I get past this thing?" Like, "Oh shit, let me bring out a Guiji," and then you use him. Like, yeah, that's what it was. I needed to help. But you, Joe, what's up, fool? So last couple of weeks, I haven't really played a whole lot of anything. Um, but over the last few days, <clears throat> I think last week too, I, I was able to, to get into a little bit of stuff. Um, I started Luigi's Mansion, um, finally the other day and, uh, bought it, put a couple of hours into it and, uh, I, you know, it's fun. I'm having a, a small issue with the controls and I'm trying to remember how I played the other games, but. Something about the aim, <clears throat> yeah. like aiming everything. It's, that was it's one a, of the... I, I think I turned it. off the omnidirectional aiming when I played before. Okay. And I think it made for... Like... I think I was able... I think I did that in the past. 
But I didn't want to do it this time because, I mean, if you do that omnidirectional, then you miss out on certain things. Like, you can't, like, you can't. I, I, it just seems, I, I think I just have to get used to the aiming. Um, right off the bat, the fact that Polterpup is so much more heavily involved in the yeah. game, mm -hmm. I fucking love. Because <laughs> I love the Polterpup. And watching him, like, especially early on in the game, like, lead you kind of where you need to go and yeah. stuff like that. I just think it's, I, I, I feel like it's one of the, the best characters, like, Nintendo has... I mean, really, I can't fucking say enough how fucking adorable that little that yeah. little dog is. And so getting to work with him and then like like right away, I was like, can I pet him? Can I pet him yet? And then like at one point you can pet him. I'm like, oh, it's fucking. Yeah. It's so cool. But um, it's uh, <clears throat> so so yeah, like what I played a bit, it's, it's been fun. I mean, it's Luigi's Mansion. Um, I, I could I could see how it could it could definitely like down the line. I feel like control wise, I may have a little issue, make, make it a little frustrating. Um. But all in all, I mean, it's it's exactly so far. It's pretty much what I wanted out of a you know Luigi's Mansion. For me, is a I've loved, like genuinely loved every one of those games, and I feel like they just match up now. Like that's his series, you know what I mean? Um, it's a it's to me Luigi's Mansion is basically like a system. I don't want to say a system seller, but I mean it is a it's a high point for me. Yeah, and so. <clears throat> You know, going forward, like if they released uh, another handheld and the that was a launch title. Yeah, I would be like, "Fuck, I'm gonna want to play that." Exactly. You know, and I feel like every every console that they launch should have some sort of a Luigi's Mansion yeah. attached to it. So I tried that out and I played that. Um, I also tried out uh, last week and I played. I put a couple of hours into Afterlife, uh, or After Party. Oh, yeah. After Party. Yeah. yeah, and um. It's cool. Um, it's it's rough around the edges. There's some parts where like it's not even a big issue. But when I was playing the game, I don't even think I'm being nitpicky. It's not a graphically intensive game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's more of an adventure. It's not point and click, but it's kind of in that genre kind of thing. And there's a part where you have to ride something, and as you're riding it, you're you're on basically a boat, and you're riding on this boat, and like the game would chug. Like it would literally pause and then the boat would go and then pause. And I was just like thinking, I mean, fuck, man. Like I was like, there, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. You know, I don't know if any, and I don't know, like I'm part of me thinking, well, maybe it's my console. Maybe it's, but I was just like, you know, they're having this conversation and the game, the conversation goes, but like the, the, they're, they're, it just chugs along. And I was like, it was really weird. And it kind of took me out of the whole experience. And it's really like my only complaint so far in the game um the dialogue is pretty witty uh your characters are your typical like like young hipsters which yeah. i kind of i like and i don't like i like the fact that they get picked to go yeah. to hell like because you know yeah. hipsters are kind of like that but yeah. they're also endearing like the characters themselves are kind of cool yeah. and you know as you're trying to figure out like they're like you know why 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 did we go here and and uh it's just it's a it's a witty game um the diet like it's interesting because, like, as you play the game, you get dialogue options. Um, when you drink, there's certain drinks that you can have in the game. You go to a bar and you drink, and certain drinks give you certain buffs. So, like, one could be uh, like a like, a, like it could get, make you a charmer. One is like it makes you more knowledgeable in sports. Some drinks make you like. So when you drink one, the screen kind of goes a little like not hazy, but it gets like oh, like you're under the influence. Yeah. And then when someone asks you a question or you're talking to someone in your dialogue options, um, usually you get two options. A third will pop up and that third will be like the drinking one. 
So you like, you, you know, so it can definitely alter the conversations you have. So you have to use like strategy, like, oh, I gotta, if I'm looking for something for a clue, do I want to drink this? Do I want to do that? Um, but all in all, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, I'm, I'm digging it. Um, uh, I want to play more of it. It's definitely making me want to play more of it. And, uh, it's kind of what I thought it was going to be so far. I, I haven't really like right now in the game there, early on, there was a, there was a quest where it kind of just, it felt like, ah, oh, they're just padding this out a little bit, which I didn't like. Um, but I haven't really gotten to the point where you get to the actual challenge. Like, cause the idea in this game is like, you're, it, it's basically a contest against the devil, which they've already, that's basically, it. that's what that's, the game yeah, in the trailer, they tell you that. Yeah. So I haven't really gotten in much further, but right now it's just more of like learning about how things are in hell. And the version of hell that they have there is, it's just very interesting. It's just, it's very funny. Like the demons in hell are basic. They work, you know? So they have a schedule like, oh yeah, from nine to five, they do this. And then once the schedule's like, ah, yeah, you have to come back tomorrow and then we'll process you and do it like this. So it's just kind of like, it's, it's, it's very weird. It's interesting to it's see. It's a world that, is actually. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Cool. It has its own function. Like it functions as its own thing. And yeah. then there's like people that you like early on, you meet someone and like they're celebrating his birthday and you're just like, oh, this is, you know, it's like, da, da, da. and then you come to find out like. Uh, you're like oh it's his birthday yeah we're celebrating and it's like there's demons and then there's regular people in hell too and then like like literally like one of the, one of the people you celebrate the birthday you're like oh he's a serial killer it's like oh it makes sense then you know he's down there like he works there because he's a bad person yeah um there's just it's cool little it's it's witty um i'm digging that uh so playing that made me interested in trying um made me really interested in trying out uh What's the name of that company? That I just had it in my head. Um, the company that made the the developer of that game, Sunsoft After Party. Yeah, I don't know. So it's basically the same makers of Oxenfree. Uh huh. And I never played Oxenfree, so Devolver. I, no. Nice. But I, I went back and I actually saw that the the first chapter of Oxenfree, like you could download it on the phone, like uh, it was an iOS uh, app. And it's kind of like, from what I've heard, it's like basically like a Stranger Things vibe kind of game. Uh -huh. um, kind of like, not retro graphics, but definitely like a minimalistic, like the the, the, the idea. And it's it's more of like your point and click kind of... Night School, that's who it is. Um, so I, I went ahead and, and downloaded it on my phone. The first chapter's free. It's um, So I was like, well, let me try out that first chapter of Oxenfree. I started to play it. Um, I like kind of like it in free time, like like at breaks at, at at work, and I was like, this is really cool. It's an interesting game too. So I was like, so I think it's kind of cool because like now I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna finish Afterlife, and then I definitely want to come back and I'm gonna try it Oxen Free because it just seems like a. I was reading the review, not the reviews, but like the thing about it, like the blurb was like it's got like a Stranger Things vibe to it, and everything. I was like, okay, I'll try this out. I heard it was a, I heard about this game and it said it's a game like I never really. You know, I kept hearing like oxen free. I would hear it, but I never really was interested in actually looking at it, like trying it out. Mm -hmm. You know, just a lot of shit going on. But having now played some of after after party, and and I go okay, well, I like how this is made. So I definitely want to go back and try out um, uh, oxen free. I'll definitely do that. Um, outside of that, um, I haven't tried. I, I I have it, but I didn't try outer worlds worlds yet. I do want to play that. Oh, though. you got you got outer worlds. I did got it. Okay, yeah. cool. It looked really really cool. Yeah. Um, so I do want to play that. Um, that's pretty much it for me. I didn't, uh, try and think if there's anything else missing right now that I haven't played. No, I'm looking forward to either picking up, uh, outside of that, like coming up. I know that I'm really interested to see how the, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars game comes out. Yeah. 
I really hope it's good. Like I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm not. Gonna, I mean, it's definitely something that I wouldn't buy day one because I, I just have no faith in EA anymore and how they do things. So I mean, I want. I'm interested to see once that review embargo is done, what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I want. They have an embargo. I'm pretty sure they do. Oh, yeah, because they would have already come out with the reviews on the Yeah, at least a couple. What what day is it? When is it? Friday. Friday. Okay. Same day as so uh, like I Pokemon. Hope, I hope. I mean, that, and that's kind of a bummer in a way. Like you know, like other other companies were putting their like. Um, for uh, these last couple of big games, reviews were out a week early. Um, even Death Stranding, Death Stranding was a, was a week early, and you know to to hype out it up. Worlds, yeah, and games. the fact that the Star Wars game hasn't had their reviews out kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it's usually like a bad. Sign I'm hoping by Monday it'll be out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I don't know. So uh, I really hope it's good, but I, I I have a hard time putting faith. And anything EA does, so I wouldn't I wouldn't pre-order it, you know. I mean, outside of sports games, obviously they, they do sports games, you know, pretty well. Although, you know, microtransactions are still their fucking their go-to. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to that. And then, like, uh, I definitely I kind of want to try. Uh, I still want to try out the Call of Duty. Yeah. I haven't I haven't done that. I'm kind of debating on, on. I saw some of the missions and it looked fucking crazy. I I heard it's good. Like one of the guys, uh, my coworker got it, and he told me that he finished the campaign. It's like the campaign's short, and I'm like, well, that's almost yeah, every Call are, of Duty yeah. game. But he said it was good. He liked it. And he so far, I've heard one of the things I've heard online is just like that reviewers are saying that the maps kind of suck, like, you know, for multiplayer. But yeah, yeah. he was telling me, he's like, he's like, I like it. He's like, I think it's pretty they good. They like the old so, maps, aren't they? Like some of the old maps are? Or no? I don't know. I thought that was the mobile one. Oh, okay. I don't know. Because I know I heard Call of Duty Mobile has a lot of the, like, re- they just brought back a lot of the old maps. But like for this one, I heard that the maps are definitely like bigger. But I'm interested in trying out that single player experience yeah. of of the call of duty i saw that it's going to be 45 on black friday that's yeah. the cheapest i've seen oh, yeah. yeah yeah 45 i'll probably get it then too yeah nintendo actually is i was shocked i, I saw that uh, i think target's gonna have odyssey and breath of the wild for 30 really which to me i, I even is, though they're old it, games yeah, that's yeah, shocking that yeah. there's 30 is it 30 i think it's 35 isn't best it best buy it's 35 uh, target's, gonna have, target's uh, best buy 35 target's gonna have them for 30 and I was shocked yeah, I by that. Like, I was like, because like yeah, or yeah, seriously, like most of and most of their other games are going to be like forty five still. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, that's that's crazy. Um, Pokemon, I'm 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 like, here's the thing. <laughs> I like Pokemon. Yeah, I do. I'm not a hardcore fan of it, mm-hmm. and I feel like having played a couple of the games now in the series, mm-hmm. I feel like this next one. Yeah, kind of like got to catch them all. all. Got to play them all. I don't know how much. If it's more of the same, which there's nothing wrong with, for me, I'm just kind of like, eh, I could, I, I don't need to play that. Yeah, like we were talking about this last week. It's just like a game of collecting kind of. Yeah, much. yeah. And it doesn't really, they for don't me, rock the boat a whole lot. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. And it's fun. It's addicting. But I'm like. really far into like one of the what, X and Y. I did yeah. too. I almost I played a lot it, of that, that too. That was a lot of fun. But then I picked up the next one, which is like, I just didn't have it. Didn't yeah. really pull me in like the other one did. It's just more of the same. It's like once you've already done it and kind of yeah. experienced like that. you know? Or better, Pokemon. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that's like uh, it's interesting because like this holiday season, like I feel like almost all of the good games are already have already come out now. Yeah, and they came out kind of like quickly, and I just for me in a way it was like I was like all right, it came in and it kind of kind of went, but um yeah, that's it. That's been it for me, Jesse. What's up, fool? I'm halfway through Luigi's Mansion Three. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. You know, I agree with a lot of what Beto says on on that title, but like um. I had a little bit of problems with the controls, but I did change them, though. 
Yeah. And a lot of things of uh, using some of the trigger buttons too for uh, better than moving your finger to the buttons. Yeah. For certain uh, uh, abilities you have on it, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, going through Luigi's Mansion Three, like you know they are, they already talked about like uh, Illumination. Uh, coming out with their N- Nintendo movie and stuff. It's like, I hope they, they make a Luigi's Mansion movie because I think that would work. You know, if they do another one, that, that would work um, well. Yeah, and we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back, so see you in a bit. Hello, you're listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch has sold over 15.7 million copies, officially passing Street Fighter 2's 15.5 million to become the best-selling fighting game of all time. As reported by Digital Trends, Nintendo revealed that Super Smash Bros. Ultimate sold this impressive number in half a year. Financial report ends September 30th, 2019. Street Fighter 2 originally launched in 1991 and proceeded to release seven unique versions following it taking the world by storm. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which released on December 7th, 2018, sold over 11 million in its first three weeks and has continued to be a success with its post-launch support that have been such characters added as Dragon Quest, Banjo-Kazooie, Joker, and the hero from Dragon Quest. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate also passed Super Mario Odyssey's 15.38 million and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild's 14.54 million to become the second best-selling game on Switch. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe still holds the number one spot with over 19.01 million copies sold. Furthermore, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has become the best-selling fighting game series ever with sales of 53.5 3 million copies since the release of Super Smash Bros. for an N64 in 1999. In comparison, total sales for Tekken, Dragon Ball, Street Fighter, and Mortal Kombat are all in between 45 million to 47 million. Nintendo Switch has also continued success with over 15 million units being sold in North America and a 20% sales increase year over year as compared to 2018. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, it's, it's, I mean... Like, dude, Smash is its, it's its own fucking. It's just a, it's, it's it's a monster, and you know, we've had that discussion whether we think it's a fighting game or not. But it doesn't matter. It's people love Smash for the fact that it's it's all things. It's a competitive fighter. It's a party game. It's down to when you, at the at the very at the end. It's just fucking fun. That's what it is. It's just a fun game. I mean, and, and, you know, like I can't, I, I have, you know, like when we talk about, we had that conversation, was, was it a fighter? I was like, I don't really consider it a fighter, but it doesn't matter. It's a game you can put four people or many people that it'll allow and, you know, you play it and, and you can just have fun with it, you know? You know, I'm one of the few people that don't own the game. I remember you asked me, like, oh, you smashed it. I was like, yeah, I don't have it. And I was like, I never did get it. But, you know, because I mean, I I played it already. You know, I, I played a version of this game. Um it's it, it's not surprising at all um and that also just a testament of how powerful the switch is like just like how how fucking just 
dominant right now the Switch is when it comes to just like the, that install base and just people, you know, smash is synonymous with Nintendo, with any console that ever came out. Can you imagine if Smash was a fucking multi, if it was a fucking, what's the word, like cross, like on all consoles? Oh shit, I'm, well, yeah. Seriously. Cross-platform. Yeah. A cross-platform. Can you yeah. can you fucking Fuck imagine dude. how ridiculous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's insane. Uh-huh. It's already the best thing. It's on one console. Yeah. Like, that's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, you know, and, you know, it is, it's, it's, you know, when you talk about sales and everything like that, and, like, look at Mario, like, it just, again, it's just like, wow, Nintendo just fucking firing on cylinders, you know? And this is the game that was already, like, it's... It was on the Wii U. Like this is not even a fucking updated brand brand new game. Although they did make the greatest version for you know the Switch, but it's like Mario. Look at Mario Kart um, Eight. It's just that game's got a shitload of sales too. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's just it's crazy how many copies of these games have been sold, and it's a testament to like how how popular you know that you know that these these games are and just how big of a juggernaut they've become you know what i mean yeah wasn't surprised when i read that i was just like i looked at it and i was like i seriously looked at that and i was just like i just shrugged like not surprised like i was like <laughs> it, it didn't surprise me one bit that your yeah, time yeah. is the, now the best fucking sounds like no yeah. yeah yeah it makes sense and the conversation that we've had like is street is uh, not street fighter is super smash brothers a fighting game we did have that discussion years back in one of the earlier episodes we all said it was a fighting game mm-hmm. we all did agree uh, and it didn't matter you, though, you know. Like, like at the end of know, the day, it doesn't matter. Well, you know I mean? yeah, but you know Maximilian, right? He does a YouTube channel. He does a lot about fighting games and stuff. Sounds familiar, but I probably don't watch. Yeah, he had a good example because now um, you know they've released characters on there like Ken Ryu and now just Terry Bogard. Like, there's so much of their actual game mechanics, the quarter circle, the the half circle, you know, attacks that you can do that. He was talking about how some people who are Smash fans are just like, oh, I can never get down playing a Street Fighter game because of a quarter circle, you know, half circle, blah, whatever, all that. Like, that was too difficult. Smash is easier to get into. Smash has evolved so much from the original one that now it is up there with having to learn all these different mechanics. So the people going like, oh, I I can never get into regular fighting games. Smash is easier. No, now that level of, of complexity is in that game. You could still play. It's like yeah. you could still play Smash for fun. You could still play Street Fighter for fun. Yeah. All it is is punches and kicks and jumping and, and stuff like that. But where people would say, "Oh, it's just easier to learn." Now Smash has evolved so much; it's not that easy. As in, if you want to get professional on it, you know. Yeah. Especially like recently, like I have this, you know, season pass or the Fighters Pass for Smash Brothers. And Terry Bogard, like, is really fun to play, but you can do extra stuff to do powerful attacks. And a lot of his attacks are from his actual fighting game. And all the SNK love that they ended up doing for, like, Smash Brothers, like, everything they, they added in there. You know how many music SNK music tracks they have on there? 50. Yeah, There's 50 Yeah, I saw tracks. something about that. There's so much. Yeah, it, it, it's just cool what they're doing. But introducing these characters that aren't your stable, you know, your, your your usual Nintendo characters, these are characters from other titles. Beto, what do you think? Yeah, like Joe said, I'm not really, I'm not surprised how much it's sold. Um, I think part of the part of, I think something that helps it sell a lot is how many fucking new characters are there. Yeah, yeah. Up. 
Because everybody, it's it's getting characters from like every fucking genre. Like mm-hmm. Joker, like I'm pretty sure Persona fans got it because Joker's in it. Yeah. And just there's so much, so many characters that are coming out. Like fucking the Castlevania characters, they're they're already out, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't played it in forever, so I don't remember. But yeah, I'm sure like just the the additions of every all these characters are fucking helping sell so much more. Yeah. Because like if if I didn't have it before. I bought it originally. Once they announced Joker, I was out. I would have probably fucking got yeah. it because of Joker. That should help so much. Well, there's their their steady releasing of content is really yeah. cool. They, they, and that's a shitty thing, man. Like it's not shitty, but it is kind of shitty when you see it this way. Smash Brothers is doing a better job than most fighting games this generation. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Especially with like fucking Street Fighter, Fighter, like freaking Tekken, even like Soul Calibur, any of those. Like yeah. even like uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, they're doing a better job of keeping the fan base interested and, like, always bringing them back and drop-feeding the content perfectly. Yeah. Hideo Kojima has stated his intent for his studio, Kojima Productions, to start making movies as well as video games in the future. Take <clears throat> Talking to BBC Newsbeat as part of a documentary about Death Stranding, Kojima said, In the future, Kojima Productions will start making films. If you can do one thing well, then you can do everything well. Kojima went on to explain that he sees that the movies, TV shows, and games competing in the same space in the future thanks to streaming technology and that this will encourage new formats to emerge. I'm very interested in the new format of game that will appear on there, and that's what I want to take on, he said. Death Stranding may be a strange design in the grand scheme of video games, but Kojima notes that it is not his way to transitioning from one format to another. But this game is, to start with, like uh, like Del Toro told me, not a way to break out, but to make something that the fans expect, he said. There are new elements to the game, but the basis is something people are used to playing. Quiet, when Kojima intended to begin producing films, was not discussed in the documentary. However, his, worth, his work on Death Stranding does mark at least half-step into the medium. The game's central characters are all played by Hollywood talent, and a significant amount of the game's runtime is made up of the, of the film-like cutscenes. Kojima has long been known to his, cinem- his cinematic eye, so it will be fascinating to see him transition entirely to the movie medium. If this is something where it's like he does it like how he's doing the games, where it's the actors, you know, in, you know, the suits capturing, like, their likeness and, like, having that, doing it that way, the I'm guessing capture. it's that, the motion capture, I'd be dumb. See how what he does, how he does it. Yeah. I'd be, I'd for, be inter- well. Sorry, go. I would just say for me, I, I want to see more games first before he delves into any like yeah, movie yeah. stuff. But well, why are you just, smiling? Kojima's gonna make upgrade. Upgrade too. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me the fuck up, <laughs> Jesse. Just just tell me it's on my birthday again. It's on next your year. Yeah. Me, you, Beto, Jess. Upgrade too, and well, you'll it, do it. If it's anything, you'll have it, to do it. It would come out streaming. I'm guessing. I don't think. Oh no, no, it's got to be in the theaters. It's got to be in the theaters. We're gonna pay full price. Um, it has to be nominated he, for an Oscar. That's true. I'm curious to see how he could tell a story in a smaller time frame, like going coming from like games where you have anywhere from like eight to twelve to <laughs> four hour, four hour <laughs> upgrade two runtime, four hours. You know, eight to twelve oh, yes. to like you know twenty hours, depending on on that. You know, a lot of that is is gameplay too. I wonder how he will transition and try like telling a s- smaller story. Not a smaller story. It'll be grandiose in nature, but like as in having to get 
everything that's important within that hour, two hour, three hour time frame. I'd be interested in seeing how he does that. Yeah. Sony is continuing its leadership shakeup ahead of the PlayStation 5 launch as Shuhei Yoshida steps down from his worldwide studio's presidency to helm a new indie-focused venture, while Guerrilla Games co-founder and managing director Herman Holst is the new head of worldwide studios effective immediately. Yoshida's switch to focus on independent developers is part of a wider push by Sony to bring in fresh talent. His initiative will nurture external indie studios that PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan called the lifeblood of the industry. Speaking to Games Industry Biz, Ryan said Yoshida will ensure the entire SIE organization works together to better engage with independent developers through a culture of supporting and celebrating their contributions to PlayStation platforms. It's a strong signal of Sony's continued support for independently developed games, which it's championed in the past, but whose support has seemingly slowed in recent months. Ryan emphasizes that any apparent lull is because Sony has been quietly working with VR studios. He said the company pivoted to support indies in the VR space and has been engaged with human resources. We've been very financially supportive. We've been sharing experiences as people start to learn about what makes a great VR experience. Meanwhile, the new head of World Studios, Herman Holst, will be charging with overseeing the creative and strategic direction of the 14 studios that Sony owns including Naughty Dog, Media Molecule, and Insomnia. His studio, Gorilla, is also part of the group and is best known for the Killzone series in Horizon Zero Dawn. Most recently, Gorilla lent its Decima engine to Kojima for Death Stranding. While Hulse steps into the Sony leadership, three of his colleagues will take over as joint studio heads at Gorilla. It's going to be interesting to see like how it goes with him moving on. Yeah. Uh... The Gorilla Games dude that, by all accounts, I've heard is pretty solid, pretty solid dude. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good push for Sony to do this, especially having Shuhei um, kind of focus on the indie part. Because I do see, I see them, we're coming into the new generation of consoles soon, next year, with the PlayStation 5 and whatever the Xbox is. And Xbox has been very vocal in coming out saying that we've purchased these studios. These studios are making first party content for us. Now, with Sony, Sony already has already had the first party content there to make their quote-unquote triple-a games right so either sony does the same thing or sony them i think it's a smart move for them to focus on indies because they already have their first party studios so playstation is known for their first party not you already heard naughty dog insomniac gorilla games all those studios they're good uh-huh. because they can they can carry on making the titles we already know they're gonna make last of us spider-man ratchet and clank you know, Killzone, the next Horizon, all those focusing on indie will help them also getting newer, unique titles, but without having to risk a AAA style amount of money on a new IP. Because that's what a lot of places are afraid of now are we don't want to make this new game because it might not sell. We'd rather sell what we know works. God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, so on and so forth going indie it's more of like and i don't want to bring indie down because sometimes there's indie games that are better than most you know Mm -hmm. first party triple a games having that focus is awesome because you're having a team hopefully that isn't going to be constrained in like make this indie game but make it at this cost like no like make them have that indie that freedom they kind of have even though they're going to be kind of backed by sony but you get what i'm saying like new unique games where like a big company like sony's not going to be like 
Oh, do we have this big, big thing more than anything? I feel like if Sony needed to make a move. Sony yeah. what? Needed to make a move. Oh, no, no, To yeah, do yeah. something because uh-huh. of the All moves the, that Microsoft has been yeah. making lately. And Yoshida is a fucking great ambassador. He's just a, I mean, it, yeah. by all accounts, it's a fucking great dude. Yeah. yeah. And that's the kind of guy you want working with indies. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a hell of a move. It's a great move. Yoshida's done pretty much all that he can do already yeah. mm-hmm. when it comes to the position he's been in. I think it's perfect. They need that. You know, they've already lost like a, what was the, the, the game? The, the, the AAA indie title that one. Who's that? They made uh, Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. Ninja Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ninja yeah. Theory. Ninja Theory went to, to Microsoft. 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 Yeah. That's that's a to me. That's a big hit. I look at that and that's a big loss to Sony. Yeah, yeah. That's no, a no, company that you wanted, you know, and yeah. you want it. You need something like you, you want something like uh, um. <sighs> you need someone. To bring those indie developers, you know, back in and, and let them know, like, Sony's where you want to be, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, smart it, move. I mean, especially, too, like, with the Nintendo Switch. Like, everyone, we've talked about it on here. Yeah. Like, you have the big boys, Xbox, PlayStation, right? And that Nintendo's doing their own thing. They don't have to worry, you know, they don't have to worry about them. They're the second console. But a lot of indie developers love coming out in the Switch because everyone's buying all the indie stuff on Switch. Yeah. yeah. And that's where they get the best sales at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys couldn't have said it any, any better myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, like everything, everything you guys said, I was gonna say because I was gonna say that it's good that they're actually fucking focusing on indie indie titles, not like a M. Because Microsoft already bought all the freaking. Yeah. All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, and Gadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. Thank you for listening to 3PC News. We'll be back after the break. Hey, Bethel. Hmm? Joe. Uh, you guys like action figures, right? Yeah. Statues? Yeah, they're cool. I love toys. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, sometimes do you want to know how to pose them perfectly? Hell yeah. Of course. Look no further. You could check out the man, the myth, the legend Terry Smith on his YouTube channel, Toys Will Be Toys. Do you want to see his collection? It's there. Do you want to see unboxings of great Sideshow Collectible and Hot Toy statues? It's there too. Do you like Sideshow Collectibles, Joe? Of course I do. <laughs> well, guess what? Even on the Sideshow Collectibles YouTube channel, Toys Will Be Toys is there with Terry, including having How to Be a Poser. On the Sideshow Collectibles YouTube channel. Yes, Terry Smith, the man, the myth, the legend, and voice of 3PC News. If you want to check out the good stuff, follow him on Toys Will Be Toys on YouTube and on the Sideshow Collectibles YouTube channel to check out how to be a poser. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we actually ended up talking about this on What's Up Fool, but it became a bigger discussion than we thought. 
we, yes, we are going to be talking about Death Stranding. So we'll go to that right now. So I started playing some Death Stranding. And? I'll be 100% honest. Uh, it starts off, it's very interesting. I got frustrated probably about an hour, maybe two hours in. I started getting like really frustrated. I had to stop playing because it throws so much at you without it throws so much at you, giving you so much information, but it's confusing what your reasons reasoning for doing certain things are because it's setting up the world. It's setting up the world as a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's setting it up like you already should know everything, but it's giving you the information to have to like how to do things. It's it gets it gets like annoying because you're just like, what the fuck do I need to do? Because um, basically, it's kind of hard. How, how am I explaining it? I don't want to like ruin anything. Um, it's intriguing because it's very secretive and, and you're going into a world where you're like, you don't know how things are and it's revealing things slowly. Um, gameplay wise, it is just confusing, but what am I doing? What is this? Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much what everyone was saying, like what kind of game this is, you know? So just, I've heard the term walking simulators thrown out a lot. Like a, a, a it's a, a big part of it is that, um, and I've also heard there's actually more to it when you th- get, that's what they've said, it, but that's just one of the things that's been thrown out. I think the problem is with, um, where Really, I'm not even comparing it to like anything like Metal Gear, mm-hmm. but it's more like Kojima's other games, Police Knots and Snatchers. You, you, I, the first time playing Police Knots, the first time playing Snatchers, they build up the story so well in the beginning that you get hooked right away. There's that hook, like you're interested in this world. Where in this one, it, I was like, where's the hook to get you within that first five minutes, and then you want to find out more. It's not as you go. It's just more instead of like, oh, I want to find out more. It's more of like, I just want to find out what I need to do or what's going on. I have a theory. Because it's not like secretive. It's not any and it's not like they're just kind of like it's weird because I think it's it's kind of a, a mixture of. Um, all his criticisms he's gotten over the years because of Metal Gear that he's kind of put into this game, like trying to be. He's trying to be holding himself back, but then he's free enough to do what he wants. Because this is this is something new. It's a different world. And the more you delve into things, it is interesting. Things are starting to kind of come together, but you still don't know everything, if that makes any sense. Um, but it was frustrating because, okay, I have to do these things. Okay, in game design, like in how, like in some game design, you just don't want to tell the player what to do. You want to have them learn it as you go. But I think it throws way too much at you to where it's confusing to what you need to do. Or oh, okay, wait, what was that thing? If I if I have to do this situation, kind of how do I do this again? Like you forget because they're just throwing something new at you every time and. And it does the thing I don't like in most games where it's like, oh, here's a, a, a giant paragraph text bubble, not bubble, but text that explains this. And you're like, oh, man, it, it's just been done so much better where 
it's a very story heavy driven game of course but it's not he does kojima would do a good job where he could overlay what you need to do in the story that's being told and and that's not what's being told it's just more story right now so that was my frustration in the beginning part of it um because you have to deal with so much because basically when it comes down to it you're a delivery man yeah I've heard you that. have to connect things you kind of have to rebuild pretty much like areas not rebuild areas but as in like connect places when you go like kind of like that kevin costner movie the postman <laughs> yeah I, I, <laughs> I thought of that you one, know yeah. i didn't no one's actually said that but when i heard that that was part of the thing i was like oh it's the postman it's the <laughs> kevin costner fucking movie it's just he's reconnecting the it's a post-apocalyptic world and he's reconnected it's like you know would and it wouldn't doubt me at all that kojima has probably seen that movie yeah. and there's some influence in that because you know we all know that kojima is a very big movie buff but I think it, it starts off really nice as in like, oh, this... Because the game By looks... By the way, Kojima liked Upgrade. Just throwing it out there. Huh? Kojima liked Upgrade. And that's what I was going to actually say. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, he takes so much from that movie Oh, really? <laughs> that where I was like, I do not like... No, I'm just checking <laughs> No, no. Um, you know, it starts off intriguing. You are intrigued. But I think that payoff of getting you hooked doesn't happen until a few hours in i want to say three or four once you start getting the hang of everything because i was having trouble with all right you know certain things due to kind of like the trailers and i didn't see anything toward the last couple of trailers but the bts cover your mouth if you're near but then your your breath you don't have enough breath and you have to let go and then you're getting pulled and everything just feels so slow and sluggish right in the beginning you know and, and i guess that's a way of of having to should like teach the player but i don't know i just it, it and i'm not even like bringing metal gear into this i'm bringing his other games where even the other ones like police knots and snatchers it's more of a story-based driven game it's a point and click game but that grab i feel that grabbed faster than than death stranding does i'm not saying that death stranding doesn't but the the world is unique and it's interesting but it's just so much of it is just While you're thinking, I, I have a theory. Okay. Okay. It's, and, and this is my theory that I had prior to the game coming out. And I feel to some degree that I may have been right. I could, I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, I, I feel like I'm kind of right. I, I feel like, so you bring up his older games, right? So Kojima had to work under limitations. You know, he was, he, he, he really had to push the story in games like Police Knots and um, Snatcher because of the limitations of what he had to deal with. Um, his early uh, Metal Gear games, another great example of that. Metal Gear's the one and two, you know, like the, the, he had those limitations. And then when he got, when he did Metal Gear Solid, which was kind of like a remake of the original Metal Gear, the, the Metal Gear 2, or, you know, again, he was, he had these new tools, but still it wasn't to where he was able to do exactly what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I think having restrictions to a degree, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but having Konami basically be like, the, hey, you need to get this done was kind of at times a bad thing, but also at times a good thing as far as keeping him focused on the on the, on the the narrative and focused on the, like, hey, dude, this is the, we got to finish this game. I got to make this. Mm -hmm. If you notice, like with Metal Gear Solid 5, there was so much, it was such a tumultuous period for him 
that we got a good game, but I think this is this is when really the bad of of Konami, but also probably some of the bad of how he's just he can be so. I don't want to say unfocused, but like when he has tools, like he. It, I'm trying to wear this in a way where like we got the best and the worst of it because he doesn't like put too much into it yeah and, and at the same time with the fucking you know how konami freedom. trying to rein him in lock him down so fucking hard and, and just you know that relationship we ended up getting you know the metal gear solid 5 that was which was still you know a, a good game i was worried that without some company like that with him in full helm and in control that he was going to kind of get caught up in too much of everything you know, you, you give someone all the, you, like, you give someone the keys to the castle, and sometimes they just, like, they get so caught up in everything, you know, in the, in the details of everything, the minute details of certain things, that the overall, you know, like, like, they're so focused on the details of, like, uh, the furniture of the drapes that they forget about, they, they don't see the cracks in the foundation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this game is that flawed. But I was thinking to myself, like, I'm worried that him wanting to do these things to a minute detail and getting all these things down to degree was going to affect the overall game. And I bring up Red Dead Redemption 2 as an example of a game that got fantastic reviews, you know, was re reviewed great. But I feel like if you look at that game now, and it's like you say, like every game, right? It's just like movies. You're like, it's fucking fantastic. That movie was fantastic. I love it. Oh, the new Star Wars. Fucking, it's great. It's great. And then like, like you say, always like two months later, everyone's like, oh, it's not that good. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, like they, like that hype. But well, dies, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, I think is a great example that I played Red Dead Redemption 2 and I was like playing it. And I was like, one of my, my things when I was playing is like, this game moves really slow. And I couldn't get over that. Like as I was doing things, even the missions were cool. Like early on, the missions were cool. Like yeah, but there were certain points where I'm like, you have to travel a lot. And yeah, really and so like that one mission where you have to go find that person up in the mountains in the snow early yeah, on, yeah, and yeah. I was like, it was a fucking chore to me. And I remember like I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't, you know. And then like Sterling did a video talking about, um, he did his impressions on on Death Stranding, and he was very respectful. And he respects, he knows Kojima is fucking great, but like Jim was just like, this is not for me. Like I can, he's Jim was like, I, I know this is not for, I'm not going to go into the details of what he said, yeah, but yeah. he, he basically at the end was like, yeah, this isn't for me. And he brought up one of those things. Like he brought up the red dead redemption two thing where like they were so focused on getting that realism down that it took away some, sometimes like red dead took away from the fun. Like he brought up like when you're on a horse in red dead and like in those old games, when you're in a horse, if you hit a tree, what does your guy do in your horse? He goes around the tree and he just, you know, he, and, and it's like, cool. He's like, it's not realistic, but it just, it gets me going to the game. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, in like in Red Dead 2, if you go into a tree, your horse hits the tree and you fall off. And it's like, oh, yeah. he's like, I mean, I get realism, but like, do I really, do we really need that much realism in, in the game, you know? And, and it was just um, like when he, and I, I know this is kind of going off on a tangent on Red Dead for me now. It's kind of varying from the subject, but I'm just saying like, I didn't enjoy Red Dead. Like I stopped playing it because I was like, this is like, I, it was so, and it, it is a good, like, it looks fucking great. There, there's a lot of shit. Like I, I praise that game. I, I would say that that game's probably fantastic, but after, at some point I was like, it's not for me. Like I was just like, this is not the Red Dead that I wanted. I feel like in a way, like it seems like without having played it, that kind of is like Kojima was going for all of these things 
you know, like, but people say the walking simulator. I've heard certain things about it, and I'm not going to go into, like, I mean, either I'm just going off of reviews, but I'm not going to really go, but, like, I've heard certain things about it where I'm, like, where I hear certain things, and I go, that sounds like fun, cool things, like, down the line, where I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. But then I hear of some of the early stuff that you got to go through to get to it, and I'm like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, nah. A game that I have, like, <clears throat> that I played, total, total different genre that was exactly like that for me was, like, Assassin's Creed 3, where I played, like, half that game, and I was like, I don't. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, I don't like this. This is really shitty. And then, like, about like ha past the halfway point, I was like, oh, it got good. Cool. And then at the end, I was like, wow. I was like, that was a lot of shit I had to get through to anything good. And it's like, I feel like me specifically with, like, the limited amount of time I have, like, it's just hard for me to, to like, it, like, when I hear about it, I was just like, I don't think that's going to be for me. I still want to try it. You know, I actually do want to try it and see what it's all about. But I feel like it's one of those cases where, yeah, he just got, when you give him all the tools and how that, he just, it was hard for him to stay focused because he was, I feel like he was everywhere with it. You know, you know, kind of get what I'm saying? Actually, that's not what I was going to say. But I'm just like, that's I, what, I don't think it's that. He restricted yeah. himself. That's what I was trying to say was Kojima, because of the years of Metal Gear, people got really mad because of his over explanation, his overuse of, of, of um, cut scenes, explaining stuff. And I think he was too nervous to do that in the beginning that he held that back. But I think it affected that beginning part. Because even now where he, from from Metal Gear Solid 4, which some of the cutscenes could go anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, remember? And I understand people being upset with that. And I'm not saying he sh it should have been that long. But because he got criticisms for that, he got criticisms for a lot of things that he did. He held himself back. So things that I felt could have been brought up in the beginning to kind of pull you in, he didn't because I, he, he pulled himself back and he feared people wouldn't get into it. And I think because he did that, it was a disservice to the game because it just, for that first like two hours, you're just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do and what am I supposed to do? Like a good example, let's say we, we all, this just popped in my head. When Lord of the Rings trilogy came out, if you never read the books, and let's say Lord of the Rings just started in Hobbiton, there wasn't that beginning part where it was like that explanation of like, you know, there were sons in the water, you know, explain yeah. the whole thing. Like, let's say that wasn't in there, then you're like, Hobbiton. And it, like, it explained everything in the beginning and what had happened to that point mm -hmm. in like, what, f less than three minutes, mm -hmm. right? I think there should have been something like that because there's a little bit of explanation, but any more information about things where you're just kind of curious, like what are BTs? What do they mean by the, the BBs? The, the <laughs> what are the babies? What are this are all now put not in voice recording stuff that Kojima ended up doing where I would love in Metal Gear Solid two sons of Liberty, um, police knots. If you wanted to learn more explanations of the world, you can talk to the characters there he got criticized so much in his career because of that stuff that it's it, it seeped itself into this game and again maybe i could be 100 percent wrong and if he was given that freedom but i think he did hold himself back because a lot of extra information from people like dead man or um is text and i read it and i'm like oh okay this explains this a little bit more this is better if this was kojima from a few years ago even in the beginning it would have been woven into the story or like again i don't want to bring a metal gear codec codec conversation mm -hmm. but it wasn't it got 
pushed into an index box that you have to search under. And then like some of that, I'm like, oh, that's what they mean by that. That's what that is. Well, okay. Like, They're just like kind of bringing you in like you assume to already know this. Now, again, some of the, so far what you've played about those, some of the, the sequences are long, but not compared to any Metal Gear stuff that's been even longer. Yeah. I felt like it was rushed. You need that entrance in to kind of just, okay, this is the world that's in. Boom, we're, we're let in. But I think he held himself back. But he also kind of did that, that with, uh, with Metal Gear 5. No, that's what I'm saying. All, 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 with the tapes. But even that, I would have taken the tapes. Yeah. That stuff, because even I was just like, is there tapes or is this, there some sort of dialogue yeah. thing? Like, And I think he just held himself back because maybe there was criticisms on that, that he felt like no one listens to the tapes or no one does that. Like, if you, and, and it's with anything, if you want to learn about it, it's here. Does it have importance to the story? Maybe to himself, he thought, no, but if you want to learn and flesh it out. But I, I felt certain things were important to it, you so, know? Like, but he, he, so you're saying he held back as far as delivering the he, story? He's, but like, like he's so one learned, of the things. He's learned things as he's made his games, right? But a lot of stuff is, is good that he, he pushes mm -hmm. himself back. But I feel like where you had a great introduction and it pulls you in in Snatchers. Police Knots, Metal Gear, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I would say four, Metal Gear Solid 4 is the weakest one out of all of them, personally, after playing it for a good amount of time. That was the one where he overindulged. That's where he overdid everything. Like, if you want to talk about something where he was given too much freedom, that was Metal Gear Solid 4. There was, like, some cutscenes that were, like, an hour, over an hour long, right? Yeah, there was, like, it, that kept going. That was his overindulgement. This, what I would probably have to say is his second... Too much overindulged, but he did hold himself back. What I I'm think saying is, what I mean overindulgement though isn't so much story-wise, but like, but even technical that, wise. like, okay, like, good example, Metal Gear Solid. Fuck, you never played that. What? No, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, the, the PS One. Oh, the part where Mei Ling explains the codec and everything. If yeah, you didn't yeah. know what the codec or anything, that was woven into story less than two minutes. Okay. Boom. But in this, you're not usually given that much information. You're just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like not what's going on. I, I think where it you're you're put into this world not knowing what you need to do in, in certain things. Not saying that they don't, but it's just kind of like if you first day at the job and they're like, "Oh, get on a get on little Joey, go up on there, take that to the floor two, and then go there." You know, like if someone just brought that up, like you already should know, and you're just like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing, like. When you ask yourself that, like, but so, 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 like, in his mind, then I, I'm, I'm not him, but like, he's like, okay, I'm going to, and by all accounts, later on in the game, these a lot of stuff gets fleshed out from what I've heard. Okay. Again, I haven't played it. I don't know how, how many hours you put into how many hours so you put into it. Do you think? Let me just finish it up pretty quick. Um, but as stuff goes on, as once I start learning things, it gets better. Of course. Um, but basically what it comes down to is you are a delivery service. You're, you're, you're delivering something from point A to point B and doing other things. But the whole idea of connecting strands, anyone else, I believe, maybe certain sections of the world who are in that area, if they put up a ladder, if they leave it there, you can leave it there. I could use that ladder later build a bridge I could use that bridge later and I could hit like and everything 
once you start learning everything, oh, this is what I could carry. This is what you have to do. This is how I carry everything. This is how I proportion weight. Then you learn more things like, hey, you see that bike over there? Well, you're going to have to do this to get this bike working. Oh, okay. Now it's starting to explain it as I'm going. But in the beginning, it gets super frustrating because there's really nothing that perfectly clearly starts telling you what you need to do. And that happens probably about three or four hours in when you can clearly easily start doing everything. And then it starts connecting all the quote unquote strands start making more sense. What you need to do starts making more sense. And then learning more of the world starts making more sense. But again, a lot of stuff is in shadow be or, or like in secrecy because I'm sure there's a big twist and there's, there's things that, you know, will make more sense. So it's gotten better as I'm going. Um, things that I feared, even what you said, his over and like, no, he gets, he gets to do whatever he wants. There's no, no one's holding him back. Honestly, I'm pretty sure he gets to do whatever he wants, but I think he held himself back in certain areas where it did a disservice to the beginning. That's what I'm of saying. Team. He should have focused on those areas instead of some of the stuff that he did. Yeah. And, and that's the thing where I'm like, so I get the whole, like, I, I hear a lot of the walking simulator thing. And I don't, how, how, how far have you gotten in the game? And again, I'm not, I'm not calling it that. Like, I don't, you know, I want to say like, it's like five, six hours. Okay. I, I by say. all accounts, I've heard from what I've heard roughly at about, and in, in, in every, every playthrough is different at about, and I've read a lot of reviews on it, probably the 10 hour mark or a specific chapter, it opens up and it gets better, mm. which is cool. Right. But it's like. What would you say to some of the people that are say like like it does feel like a lot of, of like a walking simulator? Like one of the things there too is like it can be a pain in the ass carrying that basically that that shit on your back and and the yeah, whole you're, you're carrying the balancing and, thing and right you're balancing stuff like that didn't really get annoying. It's more of just the thought like and, and that's what I'm saying like it needed to be set up better in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Is that is this all I have to do or how how much improvement do I? Do I have to get to 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 improve everything I'm and doing? And that gets better too. That yeah, but you see, it's like I would I would have put my money that it gets better hours later. But really, it was just like, oh, I found a bike, and then they're like, hey, you can just make this generator, give it power, and then you can just take it. And then like, okay, now I got a bike, so I don't have to travel back and forth. But the cool thing is, I didn't have to go back and forth ten times. I probably had to go back and forth three or four. Nothing where it's just like Jesus again. Like before it becomes that, like fuck again, you already oh okay now you're doing this now you're leading to that, you know um like someone told me like I've heard uh -huh. and this could be wrong or it could be right but there's a very large like a, there's a there's a segment in the game where an overly long there there's, there's a possibly somewhere along the line there's an overly long segment where you're just basically walking and you mm -hmm. gotta walk for like a specific amount of time along the lines of one of those long cutscenes, and i was thinking to myself like if i had to do that i would be like fuck man like for me personally like, I, I would be annoyed like by that i'm less annoyed like so metal gear solid 4 was interesting because i fucking really like the game yeah. it's in it's overindulgent when it came to story he packed so much story into that and yeah those cutscenes were fucking long but you know like personally me i like if you want to pack a shitload of story in and the story makes sense and it's coherent and, and and i always felt like like it's crazy it's out there but metal gear stuff will afford like you in everything made sense i mean 
you know, like once you get into that world and you understand everything, like obviously if you've never played any other Metal Gear game, you're going to go into a form and be like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. But if you play the other games, at least a few other games, you, you can kind of, you know, pick stuff up. Um, <clears throat> I, I love four. I actually feel like four is the, is the most, to me, like was the most accessible, overindulgent, definitely in areas, not perfect, but I mean, I, I fucking, I dug four. Um, but <clears throat> like <clears throat> there's, which one was it? Was it four? <laughs> Here's that segment where you got to like, is it four or is it which one where you so like, you have to like crawl and four. it's a fucking really long crawling four, the heat and, and you have to keep yeah. in the button. And I remember getting to that to a certain point in that where, I, and even I was like, "God damn it!" Like, it and it wasn't lot, that yeah. long. No, but it, it wasn't like, like but it fucking like okay the, enough. The problem with four, and you're talking to a guy that played it 17 times because they thought they had to. I thought I had because I wanted the the codec and 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 uh, bandana thing, and I thought you had to get all those driven points, but it was just like, oh, just don't get caught, you know. Still, I like the game. I'm just saying, I noticed more of just like how much. But I just that was a common argument too. I mean, I read that online. But even that, like I've said for years, I'm fine. Like 45 minutes, cool. I'm sitting back watching this. I love him. You know, it's just because of that he got so much criticism. He changed everything once he did his next games. Once he did Peace Walker, and again, Peace Walker was a different change for him because it was making a portable. You know, it was a portable version of Metal Gear. Then going into the Phantom Pain, and in Phantom Pain, he kind of like digested everything into smaller bits because of the criticisms of the stuff because when he was doing four that was technically like how every other game was that's the last one so he had to tie up all the loose ends and that's what he was doing that's why we ended up getting the longest ending cutscene with yeah snake in the boss yeah we're big boss and and that's what i'm saying it's like he does look at criticism and it does change his work when he goes he's not very He's not a David Cage. You know, he's not like a, oh, I'm just gonna keep doing what I do because that's what I do. <clears throat> but, but like that's the thing. Like people, like I think people criticize that, sure. But like, it was, and it's unfortunate. Like in this game, like you're saying, in a way, like the way he's doing it now is because I always felt like storytelling was one of his strongest points. Like you're saying, like and it's and it's police there. knots and snatchers. It's yeah, it is, but it's just beginning. done in a yeah. It's there in the beginning, but it it's missing that pull you in. Yeah. It just. It's more instead of just like you're pulled in, it's just more intriguing. Mm -hmm. It's vague to like almost vague. Not, Not vague, vague, but like to like. Well, before I even continue, Bethel, what do you think? Because you've already played it. Uh, I only played like an hour, maybe two hours of it. Um, didn't really. Yeah, like you were saying, uh, I do agree with the story. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. And you do feel like you should already know this, with the, even though you don't. Um, but uh, I mean, just a good point for me is just that they really managed to like. Even though I saw this shit in the trailer, like the intense parts were really intense. Um, but that's, yeah, that's about it. I really didn't get that far into it. I just did that first delivery, ran into the BTs, ran away from them, and that was it. That was pretty intense. But I, I do, like, like I said, I, the story so far is just like, I, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. You expect me to know this, but I don't know. I don't know and, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, it should be, I feel it should be the opposite with the other stuff that he's had where it's not like what the fuck is going on or like oh dang what is going on but I, I want to find out like, does that make sense yeah it makes sense yeah and you know it's interesting because like for the most part even the like when I was looking at reviews even the reviews that were um, and going back to you guys' review thing 
I feel like the reviews for the most part, there's a couple of outlets that have been kind of fucking rude, and that's maybe that's just what they do. But even the reviews with mixed review, like the mixed scores, have been pretty fair. And, uh, like the reviews have been respectful. Like I feel like everyone, most everyone, realizes that Kojima's he's he's very good. Yeah, he's a good director. He does he he knows what he's doing, and, and I think maybe just this may not be his intent for this game or whatever. You know, no one knows. And like a few years from now, this could be the game that everyone's like, "Fuck, man, this is way better than you know." Once you once you got into it, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, you know. In retrospect, this game is. Or it could not be, but either way, you know, it's, I, I always like, like hearing about this game right now makes me sad that he didn't get to do the Silent Hills thing, yeah. <laughs> like in a way, because having him do like that survival horror thing and yeah. like, I almost want to see him do a scripted, not a scripted, but like a game a la like Ellen Wake or Control or something yeah. like that. Like see him do something where it's linear, it's, it's, and have him just build to like, to those kind of moments rather than the open worldness. And I don't know, again, I'm sure that this is, like, again, a lot of these reviews I'm seeing are fucking great. There's some yeah. hundreds out there. There's yeah, people that yeah. see this fucking game's great, and that's cool. Well, what's cool For about me personally, though, like, seeing the length of this game, <clears throat> like, no, for me, I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. And then for some of the stuff, like, I'm hearing about, like, I'm like, it worries me. Like, I don't know if I'm going to play this right now. Like, it's not something that I don't think that I would pick up. And and, and, I'm, ash- and, I, and I'm not ashamed. I, I'm, I'm sad because I would love to experience this game. And it may be down the line I will. But, like, as of right now, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me right now. Yeah. I mean, until I finish this, I won't know yeah. if it, it makes more yeah, sense. Like, oh, it. that beginning had to be that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Because if they gave us too much info, that then it would have ruined it. Away, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But, like, with what's there, the world, once you find out a bit more about it, is really interesting. Now I'm, I have a clearer view of what I'm doing and how to do it. But I think it's just that thing where it just... It doesn't ease the player into certain mechanics. It throws too much. Because even and parts sometimes where... Overly compli- BTs, it overly complicates stuff. And I, I just feel like... Go ahead, finish. But that's the thing. He's always been so good at that. I don't want, I want to know why. Unless like it would make no sense to have this person have to relearn everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Won't know until the game's over. But now that I'm understanding it more and getting, getting like more of the mechanics... Because even that with the BTs, having to hold your breath, having to walk. Um, I know Bethel hates having to, to rock the baby. Calm. It wasn't that bad. Not as bad as uh, <laughs> no, Yakuza. No, not Yakuza. But uh, even that, like, I forgot. I'm like, fuck, how do you do it? Because there was this, I fell, you know? Yeah. And then it's crying. So I try to, like, calm it down. I'm like, how the fuck do I do this? How do I fucking do this again? And, like, I don't know, man. Can you kill the baby? No. Oh. Oh, you say uh, it so sad. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's it's right now. It's it's. I'm more excited about it now. Like I was kind of a uh, when I had when I met up with Bethel earlier, to head over here, Joe. I was like, fuck, I kind of don't want to leave now, because it's like now I'm getting it. It's now it's I'm I'm interested. Um, basically, a lot of the good stuff I do like about it is. I mean that that engine, the one they did with the Decima engine, I think that's what it's called. From uh, it looks really nice. Yeah. That game looks really, really nice. Yeah, it um, made me think like fuck. It's like um, Ali Nord. The it was cool seeing the motion capture, but it wasn't great good. Yeah. And this, I'm like fuck. It's a 
It's a huge advancement. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see how like the future like for for motion. There's gonna be a lot more for motion capture. I feel. Yeah. In the future, um, I mean, one thing that's cool is like there's not a lot. Of, there's like no games like that are similar to this. It's, like, yeah. It's, like so it's it's, it's unique. It's, yeah. It's it's a new experience that it's cool, but you still like it's kind of it, it, it's kind of difficult trying to understand what's going on too. But but it's still it's fun that there's that we have this. You were bringing up Red Dead earlier, Joe. Yeah. And I was actually talking to someone about this this week where Red Dead for me, Red Dead 2 was I was a little I was disappointed with it. It's not a horrible game, but everything you said about it I 100% agree. Um but with like Red Dead, I got bored exploring yeah areas. It's too big. Compared to the too, original Red Dead, like too realistic um, in too, a way, like too much, too yeah. em- too yeah. much emphasis on er- on the entire world, yeah, and making everything look so great, and then even slowing it down to make it uber realistic to where like it took away. I felt like it took away from the fun. Death Stranding is it a flourishing, yeah. crazy thing? But I'm not bored. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not you know, bored yeah. exploring. Yeah, um, I like but, hitting the the R one button so you can fucking see what's going. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The world. That's just cool. Yeah, and then once you learn more, you feel oh, you can build towers and it can scan higher areas. Oh, yeah. And then, like once the, the mechanics start coming in, you're mm-hmm. just like oh, okay, I'm getting it. When it when it kind of feeds you small here and there, mm-hmm. but like in the beginning, there's kind of sometimes a rush of stuff where you can get caught in where multiple things could happen. Yeah. That's where I got frustrated. And then one time I just turned it off to reload it. I was like, I don't care if I'm an hour back. However, I got here like fuck that like I don't even know what I'm doing like you get what I'm saying I don't know yeah, if I, yeah. if it was something me going out of where I wasn't supposed to but there was a moment where I'm like fuck this and I was like I don't care if the last save was two hours ago like I'm not I'm fucking uh, like I got mad like I was upset um, but see that's the thing like game shouldn't game shouldn't do that and, yeah. I, and I feel like we we in general we give passes to people that we like. No, 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 no but like, like, let's just but, be real here. Like, no, no, like if this was a David Cage game, I'm just and again, I'm throwing no, no, that in. No, no. But here's here's real quick, real quick. Where I went was probably somewhere I wasn't supposed to. Same thing was when I put. But I you played. weren't told though. Hold, no, 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 I wasn't told. I went off the beaten path by accident. Is the same thing that happened to me in Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I climbed a mountain I wasn't supposed to, yeah. and there was fucking big. Oh, ass I fucking hated people, shit like that too. And then I was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, I hated that shit too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's happened to me in, in all kinds of stuff. I'm just saying, like. Yeah, things like that. Like, I'm not even... I don't even think I'm singing praises on it, really. I'm more of, like, how it starts. It's not... It just wasn't done well. And I think that's... That has to do with everything that happened in previous games you worked on. I don't... Yeah, and it... And I, I know, to me, in a way, it almost sucks that he... He, he felt... Like, if that's the case, they felt those criticisms. I think that's, that's all I could... That's all I could guess, because... Other games of his that were not Metal Gear that I played don't don't kind of have a better beginning than mm-hmm. than this. I, I want to say that Death Stranding is one of the one of his weaker beginnings in a game. It's, and I feel like the game is still it's ooh, nice. it's very indulgent in the things that he's wanted. Like he's got these cameos from a lot of fans. I'm not hating on it, but I mean he's got a lot See, of cameos. See, that's the only that's the only sucky thing. Like I know you, you you didn't play it because you don't have the time. Yeah. But it's like I, I wish you played. And I that will. I part. will. I, I mean, I'm not saying I won't. I will. I, I think I will eventually get to it. And I'm just like, but a lot of the stuff, like you know, like I don't know, like in a lot of ways, when you hear about the stuff that he does, because you're going off what other people have said. 
Yeah, but it's stuff that we would like, like you bring up the monster energy thing. When I when I heard that, I was like, did he really need that? But he's done it in other stuff. He has. Yeah. He's done it all kinds. Calorie it's mates. It's just funny that we, we, what do you call it? We always we give passes to certain things to people. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I give passes to certain people mm-hmm. and we don't give passes to other people. You know, like if the fucking magician did that tomorrow, I would fucking, I would fucking eat him alive. I'm gonna lie. Yeah. But I don't like that guy because he's a magician and he sucks. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I don't like magic. Magic. Um, but I mean, like, it's an interesting game, though. Like, the fact that, like, like everything about it, like, a lot of stuff, I'm, it's, it's a very, it's, I feel like it's already, it's a polarizing game. Is, is one of the best ways I think I can put it. Yeah. Like, in a few years from now, people are going to be like, I fucking hate that game. And you're going to have a, subse- a, a subsection. People are going to be like, I love this game. You know? You know? People say, one of the coolest things I've heard is, like, so far, it's like, it's the weirdest game. It's like, it's a fucking weird game. But I feel like it's a game that we need. It's true because there's a lot of shit out there like yeah. the, the, too many games nowadays play it safe yeah and i mean you li- you listened to the show last week like it's mm-hmm. fun not ha- not being able to put this in a category where it's like yeah it's always good you know oh this game that has great shooting mechanics can give you leveling up in your aiming and assisting and blah 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 and you can just like put call of duty there or battlefield yep because you know that's it's always going to be the same thing every year yeah. this call of duty for as advanced as it is and for all these things that they've changed and it sounds like really, really the cool, it's still Call advanced. of Duty. Yeah, It's still Call of Duty at the end of the day. Yeah. With a fancier, finally, like they updated a bunch of stuff, but what you're playing is still Call, Call of Duty, Duty and it's the game that you've been playing for years. Maybe yeah. finally upgraded and improved, but it's still that still, game. Yeah. It's good to have new things it, is what the, I'm saying. Yeah. And the that's why is, even, even, it, even as much as we give him shit, it's good to have a guy like, and it's easy to shit on him, but it's good to have a guy like David Cage that oh, yeah. creates his subsection of games because it's not the norm. Yeah, He's it's- not very good at what he does, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't knock the dude for fucking putting effort into that, you know, um, without a game, like another game, like, like you know, I hate the, the circumstances that went around it, but like uh, L.A. Nor was another fucking game that up to that point we really had never gotten before that type of game, and that was a fucking great game, and I felt that that helped advance story-based gaming and and moving forward like in a lot of shit and that was cool i wish Granted, rockstar felt that way you yeah. know it is what it is well and the whole team bondy shit like everything yeah, that went yeah. down it sucks a lot of stuff that went down with that sucks but like you know it's just interesting like when we go back to going back to red dead like you know we have we've never seen that issue happen like red dead was such a fucking fantastic red dead um redemption, redemption. the first one was so fucking good to go to red dead 2 and have them go uber realistic. Like if they'd have done that with Grand uh, GTA Five, I probably wouldn't like GTA Five. But they didn't. They saw GTA Five for what it was, and they gave us like, to me, probably the fucking strongest entry in the fucking series. Yeah. Like I love Five. Yeah. I and I and yeah. I went into Five thinking it wasn't going to be that good. <laughs> thinking before that that I was like, oh man, they're going to fuck this up. They're going to do. They're going to do like I, I was expecting it to be super serious. And basically, I was expecting GTA Five to be what Red Dead Redemption Two ended up becoming, uh-huh. and then we got, and I was like, "This is fucking fantastic!" Yeah, like I, I loved that game. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, but it's good. It's good to have new experiences and just different, you know. Yeah, it's cool seeing shit. Kojima do something that's not Metal Gear, and like, whether it's good or bad, it's cool to see him do something. New. Like, I don't know what it's coming to, was going to come after this whether it's a I don't know if it's like a sequel or something completely different it's it's nice to have that yeah it's for for what he's done 
like as a the next game after a Metal Gear, it is an interesting world, and I am now like fully invested in it. Yeah, like I want to know what happens. Uh-huh. It's intriguing. I'm understanding it more now. Um, I know my role in the game itself better than I did in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I think everything's in in secret because it has to be for the player, maybe. But yeah, I think that's what's what that's what stuck out to me playing it more was the experience of other titles that weren't Metal Gear, of how they how they start off. And just also that part of me like I know I'm struggling with what I have to do in controls, but by the end of it, it'll be like second nature. Jesse trying to explain that it was like uh, a little kid. Have you ever had a dream that you would, could be? You would, have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> was just he's trying, to trying so hard not to like ruin anything. It. <laughs> it's just funny because we live in a world where people get so fucking butthurt if you spoil anything. Yeah. You guys get butthurt when I spoil shit. No, um, dude, you fucking give away movies sometimes. Like Split, I was like I didn't even know what the fuck it was. And you fucking you fucking ruined that. It's just funny because like like recently it's like not funny online. because you fucking <laughs> give it away a week it's, after the movie. No, comes but out. it's just fucking it's just like, that's like not recently funny. it went online like uh like I was on Twitter and like they were giving fucking uh, shit because raw raw taped uh, yesterday. Oh really? Smackdown and the tape were on the same day and then like people were like oh this is what happened and even WWE had posted like oh there was a title change and they showed it on oh, the website right? and people were like you know it's not cool that you. You're spoiling it, and I'm like, but dude, it's fucking WWE. It's like it's spoilers, and it's like, yeah, I went online and you spoiled it, and I'm like, yeah, but you went online, like, that's just gonna get, yeah. that's just gonna happen. Why they, t- why they doing the title change on, the, on something that's taped? Huh? Why are they doing a title change on the uh, pre-tape show? That's kind of dumb, though. They should just. They wanted to give everyone like the Veterans Day off because they were already in. Uh, um, sure, but why not? Why not just do the fucking next week though? They do that shit before. Yeah, I remember they. Did it drums the, up fucking. It drums up ratings and shit like yeah. that. Like they can do stuff like that when doing. But like people were getting all mad at like Meltzer and shit. Like <laughs> you shouldn't. Oh really? But it's like, but it's but like, he's huh? not the one that fucking. Like they announced it, it on the site and shit like that. But I'm like, every site shows the spoilers. Like I didn't go on there for for that to be announced. This was gonna happen. I'm like, dude, it's fucking wrestling. Like it's already. It's not real anyways. And it's like people post scores and shit. Like NFL, everything else. Like they're trying to present it as a, like. Sports event, it's like, dude, that's just gonna get out. Doing this online, but also, I wasn't, it wasn't really spoilers of just trying not to ruin anything, it was yeah, just yeah. more trying to express how I felt because I think everyone just assumed I was gonna like it, yeah, you know. And I just said I was gonna really express how I felt, and how I felt was the way that I was just really trying to explain it was just confusion and just frustration. Like, I really did get frustrated, like, I really did get like. Cause you're getting you're getting information from all these people, and I don't care. A lot of these people are just like, you know. I was just trying to make sure I had the perfect vocabulary to express <laughs> how to talk about Death Stranding. No, not really. It's a joke. But um, no, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's the next thing from a creator I enjoy, and I was just trying to express the best way. I felt, you know, because even Joe, you, you, when you, when I came in, you're, you're right away like, 
so how is it? Tell me five words. And I was just like, ah, no, it's like, you loved it. You think it's the greatest thing. Like you already assumed that I was going to enjoy it. But yeah, but I would do that if that was, it wouldn't matter if that was, a, if, if it was this or a Final Fantasy game, I would do that no matter what. <laughs> just because I'm an asshole, I'm going to do that. Like if Kojima tomorrow fucking made uh, like the shittiest game ever, I'm not going to lie. I would enjoy asking you how it was. <laughs> I'd be like, how was that game, Jesse? Yeah. But if you made the video game version of Upgrade, my heart would cry. All, all I would say is if he did do the video game version of Upgrade, at least he probably would have had a better relationship between the wife before she now he would be like, you know what? This movie was so superior. I can't even <laughs> make. Liked it. I yeah. can't even make a better version of this. That I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna. Just I can't even it. do it. I can't even top it. it. I'm gonna make it a worse version. Well, that's gonna be it this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Yes, it's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a three. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with Beto Sparza. And hold up, hold up, hold up. I got a little something for you guys here. Oh, man. <sighs> I know you guys thought you were done. I know it made sense, but I, you know, I kind of did a little something on the side. I wanted to let you guys, you know, I was thinking, you know what? We hadn't heard from uh, an old friend of ours in a while. Oh. And I kind of commissioned them to kind of make a new little uh, a little beat for us, guys. Good. I mean, what? I feel like Supfu's been it's been a while. We've been using Supfu for a while, so um, I commissioned a little something, and uh, it's a little ditty called Supfu Volume uh, 2.0. <laughs> uh, it's a little something called Supfu 2.0. Uh, give it a listen and see what you guys think. Hey, Supfu. Hey. Special thanks out to uh, our friend Manuel for uh, doing the for doing that for us. Um, I'm hoping that we can use that pretty soon, guys. I don't know. I thought it was pretty fucking hot. I thought that shit was hot fire. What do you think? It sounded it sounded familiar. Like being, yeah, being, yeah, I'm just letting you guys know right now that like no, he's actually like he's been showing me the beats he's been making, dude. He's no, dude, he really posted some shit good. on fucking on he's Instagram really a long good. time ago. Yeah, it sounded fucking no. Dope, he's dude, he's no, doing seriously. some good stuff. Yeah, so. throw Manuel's info so the people can find him. I don't. I, I fucking work with him. Uh, you can find out about my work. I, I mean, uh, uh, no. Um, yeah, he he posts stuff from uh, from time to time on. Uh, so his Instagram is uh, Manuel Herrera. M A N U E L H E R R E R A. All one word. He also has a drum company. He makes drums. Uh, it's called Era Drum Com- Company. It's called Era Drum Company. E-R-A drum company. It's all one word. Check it out. So, um, yeah. So, you know, expect that to uh, expect to be hearing more of the beat once it's done. Should we leave it up to the, the listeners to vote or is just. 
I think we need to change. I, I personally okay. like right, yeah, the, the old stuff. Who is cool, but like I think this new one, it's 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 time. Oh, and then like a lot of the, and he's not done with it yet. He's gonna he's gonna finish it. But I I already making it specifically for us. Yes, it's for us. Oh shit! Yeah, I asked him because I told him like I just this week at work I was like, hey dude, because I was listening to the podcast and I heard the old one and I still like the old one, but I mean it's gotten kind of old to me and it's like it's we needed something new because it doesn't have so much. It never really had anything to do with what we talk about like in a way, and it was funny. But I think we need something professional. So like he was like, I asked him if he would do it, and he was like, yeah, I got you. And he was like, I didn't think it was gonna be that quick. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. But yeah, he's really good with it. So. I you know expect that to be uh, the, the finished version to come soon. Nice. Yeah, I like it. I want to fuck around by a drum machine. <laughs> uh, this is the message for Manuel. But Manuel, uh, you got to tell me, man. Where's Chorizo at, man? I, yeah, he's, Chorizo. He's he's a pe- Manuel told me that he's he's MIA. He's really? got yeah. uh, he's got his other uh, his other uh, alter ego that's been out there. What the hell did he call it? It was from the mixtape. He <laughs> he's got an alter ego. <laughs> I forget what he calls it. That's the one he's been focusing on. And I'm like, man, where's Chorizo at? And he's just like, ah, he, he, just, he just telling me like he just he's kind of been MIA. So, <laughs> Manuel, you got to bring back Chorizo, man. We need to see him. But, uh, yeah. All right, Jesse. Go ahead and end the podcast now. <laughs> All right. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else. But we kind of get the job done later. See that, guys? I may be gone for weeks at a time, but when I come back, I bring gifts.